0: Welcome everybody to the Art City Paranormal Podcast. This is Kyle, your tour guide through the weird and welcome back once again to the podcast just shows up, keeps showing up in your phone. just won't go away. Here we are once again, hopefully you've subscribed and you're a regular listener, but if you're not even better, you can subscribe to wherever you're listening to us. You can subscribe to Art City Paranormal Podcast. And then we'll just show up in your phone. Like I say every time. If you've heard me say it before, I apologize. But I still find it a little creepy. Some dude's in your ear while you're on your walk or your run or your drive to work or your drive home. Hopefully you're driving home right now if you're listening to me in the car. Hopefully you're driving home. This is something that you you, you listen to to relax. Maybe get a chuckle hear something stupid. Something funny that I can give you. Oh, yes. So anyway, here we are once again. Uh, we you, you can find us on all kinds of apps now. Uh, all kinds of ways to, to reach the show. So wherever you're listening to us, we sincerely appreciate it. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you listen to us every week. iHeart has been really good for us. It's brought the emails back, which everybody seems to enjoy. I enjoy them. It gives us it gives us stuff to, to interact with. The most important thing is that we get to interact with you, but the the stuff that that we get is usually pretty good and funny. And I enjoy getting them good questions. But for whatever reason, getting on there and then with with um what's the other one? Tune in. TuneIn, I guess it's like a radio app. I had no idea what that was until it showed up in some of our analytics, and I went and looked it up. I was like, oh, okay, we're there too. So somehow we ended up on TuneIn. I believe at some point in time I may have submitted our link. I don't, but I don't remember it. But we ended up there. If you're listening to us on TuneIn, fantastic! Glad you're here. Wherever you're listening to us, it's fantastic. And the the fun part is. Now, you can, if you have an Alexa, you can stand in your house and say, Hey Alexa, play the Arch City Paranormal Podcast. And guess what? Yeah, even more creepy, now I'm in your house. It'll just play it. It'll play the, the most recent episode. It's the weirdest thing. I find it so... It's creepy. There's really not another word for it. I'm just in random homes, apparently internationally, India and UK checked into episode 25. We've had some Indian listeners before Uh, we may, maybe the UK, I can't remember, but it's still weird. It's still weird that you're in another country and you're listening to me babble about whatever the hell I stumble upon. Especially like in this first, like the first 15 minutes of the show is always just me rambling. I don't know if you enjoy it or not, but it's something I do. Good stuff today. Good stuff to cover today. Uh, It was, I wanted it to be a couple topics, but really it evolved. This one topic evolved on its own. So emails are back, which I'm again, super excited about. And of course we'll get to those in a minute. Emails are back and the the initial idea I had said in the last episode we had covered we would really run on some stuff uh with cryptozoology uh if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go back and listen to it but cryptozoology <clears throat> covered goat men, dog men a lot of you know and then touched on some bigfoot stuff, and then we also did uFO I was real there was a lot of stuff on uFOs so I had said last week. That, okay, we're going to get back into the spirit ghost stuff. And I just, you know how sometimes I sort of get topics and I just, well, this will be good. You know, 10, 15 minute cover this, shoot out some links, some other folks, you know, they can, you can go and do your own thing. I really like, excuse me. What I really like to do and what I now, since I've got the link thing figured out in the, the comments, I've always wanted to be able to just sort of push you in the right direction. Like here, go, go look at this. That's why, that's why I always did the, the Google this uh, segment or whatever you want to talk about when we used to do that, Um, which I need to bring that back. I think maybe, what do you think? Should I? I could see you nodding your head. Okay, good. Yes, you, sir, randomly. I picked you listening to me on your way home from work, stuck in traffic. I hear traffic. I, I don't have to deal with the traffic, thank goodness. But I hear it's better after the, or since the quarantine, since the, since the Rona. Like I see on the news, they don't really, uh, it was not really a traffic problem anymore. But anyhow, yes, you, sir, nodding your head vigorously in your SUV, listening to us. So glad you're here. So glad. Anyway, what I like to do, cover a topic and then you go check it out. Come up with your own opinion. I'm going to give you mine, but I, I encourage everyone to go out. Look this stuff up. Make your own opinion of whatever it is we cover, whether it's anything, UFOs, uh, microbial space travel, which we covered a couple shows ago, anything that we cover, I encourage you to go out there and look it up for yourself if it's something that interests you and make up your own opinion because you're going to hear mine. I'm going to tell you mine. And I've said many times before, you want to get, you want as, as much info as you can get on anything that you're interested in that way you can make up your own mind. And I, I think that's the the best thing for anybody. So what I like to do is I like to do that to sort of point you in the right direction. And I thought that this was going to be one of those topics. This was going to be one of those things where I said, Hey, isn't that cool after like, you know, maybe five minutes, maybe get a good 10 out of it. So go look this up and check it out. But as I started digging into it, it's so, it's so deep and we're going to, you know, I'm going to probably pack it into 15 minutes of show, 20 minutes of show where I would normally, you know how it works, like where I'd normally get like, you know, two topics in, three topics in. So I'm going to pack it into that. And there's still going to be a bunch of stuff you guys can go check out regarding this. And that topic is reincarnation. Like I said, it started out as something really simple that I was going to check out. <clears throat> and it just turned into, it just, it's just this rabbit hole of stuff that you can get into. It's super interesting. I mean, YouTube, it's like one of the, you ever been up real late? And I, 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 I speak against this. Don't ever get on YouTube late at night and look up like results of snake bites. It is an absolute rabbit hole that you will go into and then by the time you come out of it, it's four o'clock in the morning. You you probably won't even remember where you're at. And you'll be thinking, What have I done to myself? And now somebody's gonna do it and you can blame me while you're there deep in that rabbit hole. It's just not because it goes it you, you start out you start out with the snake bites and then those are pretty nasty and then it sort of turns into this different bug and then there's this enormous wasp that'll sting you and and, and kill you and there's a guy that does it on purpose it's, it's just a whole thing unless it's a like a, a, a rainy Sunday afternoon and start and I mean afternoon like 12.05 p.m. Leave that YouTube search alone because if it's anywhere after nine o'clock at night and you've got something to do the next day, well, let me tell you, you're going to be late and good luck explaining how you ended up staying up all night. I was just Googling stuff and ended up on snake bites. Next thing I knew there I was. Had to amputate a guy's arm. I don't even know what happened. I don't even remember. I don't remember. I'm no longer responsible. I told you not to. Or or do it responsibly, like I said. A Sunday afternoon, rainy Sunday afternoon. If there's no football on or anything. What? Talk about sports? Sure. I'm not real excited to talk about my sports this week, though. I would have been a couple days ago. I should have I should have taped the podcast a couple days ago. A couple days ago, you know, my Boston Celtics, my Boston Celtics are in the playoffs taking on the the Toronto Raptors. It's been it's been a really good series. I go up 2-0, drop the next two. And that's where I talked about last time where you guys caught me. Half a second left on the clock, Toronto hits a three, wins. Damn it. So then we had that so last night we go it's it Boston's up three two in the series, need four. Boston's up three two in the series. We go to double overtime and we end up losing. So we go to game seven tomorrow. Today's Thursday, by the way. September tenth on your calendar. So so yeah, we go to game seven, play tomorrow. After double overtime. And I just, I'm getting to the point now where I just hate the Raptors. I absolutely, I just hate them. I hate their coach. Nick Nurse is their coach and he's the most whiny. You're a champion. You're a champion. You are a championship coach. Can anybody picture within the sound of my voice, can anyone picture Bill Belichick whining and complaining to a referee over a call? Nick Nurse does it literally every call. Him, him and, and, and Kyle Lowry and that stupid look he has on his face all the time. Kyle, Lowry, let me preface all this by saying Kyle Lowry is a fantastic player. Probably one of the best defensive players in the NBA. Completely underrated because he had Kawhi there last season. And I know I'm talking over a bunch of people's heads because they didn't tune in for, for sports, but it's one of my rants. But Kyle Lowry is another whiner. Oh my God. Every time he gets a foul called on him. It's whining to the ref and, oh, geez, and this, and it's the worst thing that's ever happened ever. And if he doesn't get a call, you know, he flops around on the floor. It's just, I just can't stand him. I just, I'm just over it. I need the Celtics to get by him. We can move on, play the heat. I don't want to look too far ahead. And I don't want to bore you with sports, but. One thing that was fantastic last night is that the the Raptors have it. The game's over, right? There's half a second left to go on the clock. And the Boston missed a three. Marcus Smart took it from the arc. Uh, it should have should have passed it to Kimba. Kimba was open, had a better shot. Doesn't matter. they're every guy on that team's fantastic. Marcus Smart's been hitting threes. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not. It's a shot. It was a shot. We took it. Whatever. We lost. But half a second left. Misses rebound goes out of bounds. It's Toronto ball. Half a second. They're up by three. The game's over. For whatever reason, Nick Nurse, Toronto coach, calls a timeout. Immediately, Kyle Lowry, instead of complaining to a referee, now he's complaining to his coach. It was the one bright, shiny moment from last night was to watch Kyle Lowry melt down and the two of them whine at each other for a moment. It was, it was so, it was just, it really it was fulfilling. To watch that happen. It wasn't quite as fulfilling as a, as a Celtics playoff win. But I would say a regular season win. I mean, it really was a little bright, shiny spot. I was almost ready to turn off the game. I was just... I had the remote in my hand. So I'm done with this. Can't believe it. Fucking lost... Shit! What the hell? And then that happened. And it was just one of those little gifts that the sports world gives that sometimes you just you just take it and you hold it close you hug it you you savor it it's fantastic it was great to watch them whine at each other for a moment anyway we're coming up on the end of my 15 minutes (laughs) anyhow it was good play tomorrow i feel like we got a real chance we just we get by Toronto here we've got we've got the heat not easy not easy but I think it'll be easier than Toronto but it doesn't matter we need a W just doesn't forget about who we play next just Celtics need a W tomorrow we can go from there okay so babbling 15 minutes into the show as usual, what do we got next? Let's go ahead and do our emails. Emails. Again, I print them out because I'm I'm tactile, I guess. Most of my notes I keep on the computer, but you know me. <clears throat> Killing trees. That's what I do. First email, and, and I had to include this one because I, I needed to anyway. First email is from Bill. It's one line. It's barely even a sentence. It's from Bill, and Bill writes in: Bel Air House is in Ohio. Yes, yes, it is, and that's my bad. I said it was in West Virginia. If you listen to the last episode, someone had written in and asked, What do we have coming up? Do you have any big places like Waverly? And I said, Yes, uh, we do. We have Prospect Place coming up, which we are doing in October. Right? I have to check my calendar. But we've got Prospect Place in the Bel Air House in Ohio, like 500 feet from the West Virginia border. But I got you, Bill. Thank you. Geography lesson. My bad. Got it. Thanks, Bud. Good looking out. Anyway, like 500 feet from the West Virginia line. It's fine. I guess you're 100 percent right, sir. That according to every map, it is in Ohio. It's definitely in Ohio. I remember it. The reason I remember it is West Virginia. We because we were so close to it when we went to Moundsville. It is. Proximity-wise, it's relatively close to Moundsville Prison in West Virginia. Um, So, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate your help. Glad you're listening. You can head over to langleygoods.com and you can grab yourself an Art City t-shirt if you like. Big supporter of the show. I appreciate it. You could become our our resident geographer. What do you think about that? Are you looking for a volunteer <laughs> Are you looking for a volunteer position? Yeah, your your only pay would be my praise on how great your geography is. I don't do geography, history, anthropology, rudimentary science. Geography. No. Not me. So I appreciate your help, Bill. The Bel Air House is in Ohio. It is not in West Virginia. So if you were looking for one in West Virginia, I pointed you in the wrong direction, and I sincerely apologize. Next up, Sherry. Sherry writes in, says she loves the show. We need the girls back, though. And she continues on, but... Let me just say, uh, Sherry, you are 110% correct. And I am diligently working on scheduling them to get in here to the the Art City Studio and for us to knock out a few podcasts that we can sprinkle in while you listen to me babble for an hour every week. So yeah, get them back in here, podcast beers, the whole. We'll do up the whole thing. I think you're 100% correct. We need the girls back on. We need, every, we need we get everybody on is what we need to do but it's just a scheduling nightmare which I covered in the last show so but yes you're 110 percent correct we do need the girls on we'll get them back just bear with me while I muddle through and, and and get it get us consistent shows out that you can mindlessly listen to maybe you're doing something complete maybe you're working on a maybe you're working on a puzzle what are you doing right now? Email that in. I want to know what you do while you listen to this. While I'm babbling at you on supposedly a, a paranormal podcast, which you haven't touched on a single thing paranormal yet, except maybe the Bel Air House. What do you do when you listen? Send it in. ArchCityParanormal at gmail.com super easy or you can go to artcityparanormal.com and all of our social links are there. Just click on one. You can send us a message anywhere. We'll get it. I mean, what are you doing? Are you weeding your garden? Are you jogging? I like to think people are jogging. I like to think our, our listeners are athletic folk. And if you're not, that's fine. I mean, are you plopped down on your couch? Just listening to me? I mean, that's cool, but I think I would need to be distracted by something else rather than this guy just babble at me in in my ear over Alexa in my house. So, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. What are you doing? Sherry. We need the girls back. You're hundred percent correct. I'm working on it it's soon. It's super soon. Super, super soon. I can't give any more details than that, but it's super, 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 super soon. What do you think about God? Why are spirits here? If there's a God and heaven, oof, this could be a 30 minute topic by itself. Okay. So here you go this is my opinion take it for what you will feel free to google anything feel free to email me with a differing opinion i do believe that there's a higher power i believe there's a higher power that somehow has some type of control over where we're at and what's going on i however do not believe that we have any understanding of it whatsoever it's actually a really good question considering our topic today, re- reincarnation and different religions, etc. So yeah, there I do believe that there is a higher power. I do not believe that we have any concept whatsoever of how to deal with it or how to worship it, if that's what you choose. I do not believe that we get it. Throughout history, you can look back and as far as the bible goes let's let's take that just off the top for 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 an example as far as the bible goes it was written by people people wrote the bible in an effort to control people in an effort to rein people in in an effort to give someone a path That for whatever reason, in a time where maybe they felt a clearly defined moral path, was not there. So, they began to write this book. Being that it's created by people, it of course is flawed. Because we have no concept of this higher being. We have no concept of its power. We have no concept of truly what it is looking for wants out of us. So we're, we're boxed in by what other people created, what other people think we should do. When the baseline of it is we should all just be good to each other. You should keep other people's safety, health, happiness in your mind as you make decisions. And if you do so, you're fine. And the problem is, is history is littered with examples of Christianity Christianity especially adopting other religions bringing them in, breaking them down and then uh, and then adapting them, adapting their a uh, calendar for example to those religions um, the belief that Jesus was born on Christmas is just false a lot of historians believe that the 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 person that was Jesus was born probably somewhere at the end of the summer, but it was adopted that way because of the winter solstice. You had all these pagans scattered across the the Western world that we, that they needed to bring in. Okay. We need them to take on this religion. Why money? That's why money they needed donations. They needed to build churches. They needed to support priests. They needed to. Was all these things they adapt? They adapted all these things. They brought them all in. I mean, the the, the the Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross in the spring, and it just happened to coincide with this big bunny that brings you eggs? That makes no sense whatsoever. It literally makes no sense. If it doesn't make any sense, it's a lie. It's a, and it's how it's how I I would suggest anyone operate. If it doesn't make sense, it's a lie. If it doesn't make sense, it's not true. There's a good uh, Eddie Izzard bit that he does about uh, about easter and the the adaptation and the bastardization really that christianity used to take the take the easter the, the spring uh, celebration solstice and sort of adapt it and bring it in also the the cross thing there's so anyway i sort of got off on a tangent there and asked me what i thought about god there you go I think it's 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 extremely flawed. I could go on probably. I really could probably fill up the rest of the show with telling you how flawed it is on how we're supposed to to worship this being that I do believe it, it has some type of control, has some type of direction for its little experiment here, but we have absolutely no clue how to interact with it. We have no idea, so we sort of bumble around. Do-do-do. But Christianity in itself is so flawed; that it's very difficult. It's very difficult for me to give it any credence whatsoever. Because if you're any type, if you're an elementary historian, it's easy to look up these things and see where these holidays came from, these stories came from. the The Virgin Birth just is another thing. The Virgin Birth in that region, uh, uh, in the in North Africa mediterranean region the the virgin birth story actually there's like three other stories uh, involving different influential men of the time that uh, supposedly had a a virgin a virgin mother and really really what the story is is you have to look at the region at the time you have to look at history around that around this point in time romans had come into the area and taken control And the history of it, it most likely involves Mary being abducted by Roman soldiers and raped and then either, either being let go or found herself free. And she's able to get back to her husband. They run to get away. And there's your, your birth story. Met some guys along the way. And, uh, yeah, rather than, than, Joe and Mary admit that their son Jesus was a product of rape that, you know, they weren't comfortable saying it was Joe's, obviously, which would have been far easier, which makes no sense in the story. Anyway, why are there spirits here if there's a God in heaven? Um, I believe what you're looking at here are folks that intelligent spirits that we interact with that the team and I might come in contact with that. Any paranormal investigator might come. If you, if you come in contact with an intelligent spirit that is able to interact with you, I believe they have trouble grasping onto the fact that they're gone, that they're dead. They don't want to let go. And interestingly enough, they actually uh, cover this. We'll, I will cover it a little bit later talking about the reincarnation thing. Supposedly <clears throat> Hinduism and Buddhism believe there's like 49 days where you're in this, um, I don't want to call it limbo. Well, maybe that's, maybe that's the right word for it. Limbo, but there's 49 days that you spend post mortem that your spirit is in transition to wherever it may go. And like, we'll get, in, get more depth in depth to that. But I do believe that's a possibility. A lot of, a lot of folks may find themselves in a situation where maybe they know where they're headed. I mean, if you do believe in a heaven or hell, Or maybe they know what their karma score is, which is something else we'll cover in a little bit. Maybe they somehow know and they don't want to let go of this. Because I've said before, a lot of times when people, you know, and I'm doing the air quotes thing, when folks are dealing with demons, demons, air quotes, demons, I, I think it's, you, you attribute to it whatever your belief system is. So if you're, if you're dealing with a spirit that is an asshole it could just be that that spirit was an asshole in its former life and it knows it's an asshole. And so now, now it's, it's faced with the consequences of being that asshole and it doesn't want to move on because it knows its destination. And because they're evil, because they're an asshole and they do asshole shit. Well, there you go. A lot of folks, well, oh, it's a, It's a demon. Like yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so sure i'm I'm big on I'm not so sure I'm big on the belief of that you know or how uh how that goes, so that's what I think they're having trouble passing over they don't want to pass over um maybe they're more comfortable here. I think it's why you you encounter a lot of children they just don't grasp the concept of hey, I'm dead. And they don't want to move on to whatever may be next. We don't know. No one knows. And they just don't. They don't want to go over. Maybe maybe it is fear. Maybe it is the knowledge of where they'll end up. And who knows? Who knows? Most likely, we'll never know. Unfortunately, I'm trying to figure it out. This is the whole reason I got into this. For lack of a better term, I'm scared to death to die. So that's why I'm so interested in this stuff. So that's what I think, Terry. I appreciate your email. I sincerely appreciate you listening. If you would like to be involved with the show, send us an email, art at at gmail.com, or you can head to archcityparanormal.com. Check out any of our social media links there. You can send us a message and we'll get it wherever, it, wherever you send it to, it'll end up in an inbox that someone, someone will check. And you'll be able to interact with the show too. I don't know how good facebook does for us anymore it certainly seems like we don't get the traction on stuff that we post we love interacting with people there we're not gonna it's not gonna be abandoned at any point time. that's not where i'm headed with that i'm just i guess thinking aloud like i do sometimes we just don't seem to get the reaction it was like we blew up Maybe this is a topic better discussed with other folks in here that can relate to managing the the page and everything, but maybe you have some experience with Facebook. Maybe you have a business that you're running on Facebook or you have a paranormal team that you've got on Facebook. I want to hear from you. Tell me what you think, because it certainly seems like we've lost that traction. Like we might see as far as like interaction or page views or whatever you want to call it for a particular post, if we just post it up on our page, like not even 10% of our, of our total followers will even see it no matter what it is, no matter, it doesn't matter video, audio, just a picture, podcast announcement, whatever, unless somebody actually shares it, somebody separately shares it. I bet we don't even break 10% of our of our uh, total followers. And I understand a bunch of people don't get on Facebook. I don't get on Facebook. The the only reason I still have Facebook is because of art city and and other stuff that I'm, that I'm into. I absolutely, I just can't do it. There's too much bullshit on there. I can't watch it. I can't look at it. I mean, you see your, your drunk uncle on there posting his complete horse shit daily. And so believe me, if you are one of the folks that likes our Facebook page, we post stuff there. And we hope you see it. But if you're not seeing it, and that's why, I don't care. More power to you. Go find some. I go. I went to myself. I went to Instagram. I get to see funny pictures from my friends. I get to see their 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 dogs, their cats, their kids. So yeah, So, yeah. Anyway, email. <laughs> Jean writes in, and she said uh, she says your media thoughts were great and eye opening. Well, I'm very flattered. Eye opening. I'm flattered you would say that. Um what episode is that from, Jean? Twenty-four? I think it was twenty-four where I talked about media manipulation. And that's what she's referring to here. Your media thoughts were were great and eye opening. How did the people control the media and revolutions you were citing though? Weren't they still the rich people? They had to own the printing presses. It wasn't normal people, was it? And I assume like it wasn't the middle class. <clears throat> well what we you have to and Okay, so the whole thing, let me set this up if you haven't listened to that episode. I was talking about media manipulation. It's something I truly believe in. it's something very real. and you can you can look up and down, we're just talking about staying off of Facebook. You can look up and down different media outlets the exact same story and how they'll lean it and twist it and that's the, the whole thing is these media elites keep themselves in power and keep the people that they serve in power by keeping us at each other's necks, by manipulating our minds to think you're the bad guy and for you to think I'm the bad guy. So if we're busy fighting with each other, we're too busy to worry about them. And one of the the analogies I used was the the banker at the banquet. So you got a banquet you you got a guy you're at a banquet, you have a banker, middle class dude, and let's say somebody that that works there, the representing The lower class are poor. A plate of 12 cookies. Banker, super elite, rich dude rolls up, takes 11 cookies and walks away. But before he does, he looks at the middle class guy. He says, hey, you better hurry up and eat that cookie or he's going to take it. Referring to the the lower class guy. And that's what they do to keep us at each other, to keep us banging each other's heads against one another. They manipulate us to do that and they do it to, to keep themselves in power. So that's what, that's what Jean's referring to here. Uh, I encourage you to go back and look, listen to the episode. If you want, you can skip all the way. It was our, it was our last topic of that podcast. So you don't have to listen to all this stuff that you've been subjected to now for over half an hour. You can just skip forward and you can hear that one. That's what she's referring to. I think it's episode 24. It says in the title, whatever, just scroll down your app. it'll you'll, It'll be there. Um, weren't they still the rich people they had to own the printing presses? Yeah. So they were better off in any of those instances. Obviously the people that, that owned the printing presses were better off than them. But what you have to remember is when I'm talking about rich people, when I'm talking about elites, I'm talking about the, the, the elite, like I'm not talking about the guy. Uh, I don't know the, the dude, you know, that you went to high school with that, uh, opened a carpet cleaning company or something, and now, you know, he's got a, he's got a big house, you know, with a, with a bunch of property on the edge of town and he's, you know, he's taking care of himself and his family. Like he's done really well for himself. That's not who I'm talking about. So if, if that's your, your impression, that is not why, well, you know, he would be upper middle class or even considered rich depending on how big his company is. That's not who I'm referring to. I'm talking about those people who are, who generationally, are just like wealthy, like money, like people that like these people, they're, they're, great, 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 great times. 12 grandchildren will have a hard time emptying the bank account. Like that's the kind of money I'm talking about this generational wealth. That's just over, overreaching and controlling. And that's the type of people that I'm referring to. So when you look back at these revolutions that I cited and the the three that I cited, there were, um, just, to, just quick examples was the, the American, the French, and then the Russian revolutions that took place. Each of those took place because the people, you know, the, the, the poor, the poor middle-class working folks, poor and middle-class working folks, as well as, you know, some, some, some guys that, you know, they had, they own property. I mean, let's not, you know, we're not going to mix words. I mean, these guys had plantations. They were, you know, they were wealthy dudes. Well, I shouldn't say wealthy. They weren't wealthy. They were, they were rich. They were, they had, they had money. So, I mean, these people, and that's still I don't know how far down that road I want to go. It's not the rich people. Okay. When I say rich, that's what I'm, you know, I'm referring to like, like you said, like the guy done well for himself, got a good gig you know, let's say the, the guy you went to, to school with that's a lawyer now, or maybe you're that lawyer. Well, you're a cog in the machine. There's somebody else making the real money. You see what I'm saying? So that's these, those aren't the people. Those are still the people. They are still with us. And they've got more of these divisions that the media has made up that that's, we picture them as rich and being elite and above us because we have no concept of the money of Jeff Bezos' money, let's put it that way. Bezos did it on his own. And he's on the fringe of that elite group out there. And the reason he's on the fringe though is because it's not generational wealth. What, 80 years from now, 90 years from now, his great 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 grandchildren, great probably two greats, his great great grandchildren, those folks will be part of that, will be part of that club if you see what I'm saying, generational, this just massive, stupid wealth that like you could, you could burn hundred dollar bills in your fireplace to stay warm in the winter. And you're not going to empty the bank account. That's the, that's the elite that I'm talking about. When these people rose up, they rose up against monarchies. The American revolution was against a monarchy, perhaps the, the most powerful in the world. Uh, since the, the peak of the, the, uh, the Roman empire, the French, uh, bourgeoisie were the ones I mean that you know it was that monarchy that like this just just stupid wealth I mean just stupid money and it was the same thing it was the same thing in Russia workers and soldiers banding together in the early night well mid 1900s probably would have been 18 1918 around there it doesn't matter anyway but it was again up against the monarchy like these people these people, you know, they were in power and they were going to stay there because they happened to be born there. So it wasn't the elite that owned it back then. It's turned that way now because of the way the media has worked, the way governments have worked. And now they're working in concert with not necessarily the monarchy. What would be considered the monarchy? I mean, families, families like the Clintons families like the Bush, you know, and people are going to hate to you know hear me say that, but it's very true. They don't want us working together. They don't want us to figure out that we're just alike, no matter how we look, no matter how many commas are in our bank account, they don't want us to know. They, they don't want us to know just how normal I shouldn't say normal, just how weird, how similar, similarly weird we are to each other. They don't want us to know that. Because as soon as we figure that out, then we have the power. They no longer have the power. They're seriously outnumbered. It's exactly the same as in any in any revolution. When power when the people in power figure out that, okay, well the plebes have got it now. They're coming for us. They bail. Or or else be dragged into the street, like the French monarchy. Little Marie Antoinette action. And get your head lopped off at the guillotine. So I mean It was normal people in terms of, it was normal people in terms of your normal, like everyday middle-class folks, because they, they saw the similarities, even from the rich guys that had grown up with the guys that didn't make it, that were working for them. They all saw, they all saw that those divisions weren't real. They didn't, they didn't really matter. The oppressor was real for all of us. We can worry about our issues with each other later. I can, you know, your your differing view on how we should fund the school board is of no consequence when it comes to a, terror, a tyrannical power telling us how we're going to get taxed or how we're going to take care of our families. And that's, I mean, that's really, at the bottom line of it, that's really what it was all along. So that's what they had to deal with. So the, so like when I say that, I mean like, huge money big money so if you look if you look up these corporations that own your media giants the media or the yes the the media giants there's basically six of them they control everything all the news that we digest those guys control and those are the groups those are the ones that I'm talking about there so it doesn't really relate back similarly to the uh, the guys that own the printing presses stuff like that Thank you very much for your email. I sincerely appreciate it. I really like when you guys uh, interact with us. So if you would like to interact with the show, archcityparanormal at gmail.com, send us an email or you can hit up any of our social media and wherever you message us there, we'll get it. So reincarnation, like I said, this topic was one of those ones where I wanted it to be like just one of those things I, I sort of touched on and then it just took off into this whole other this whole other thing so there'll be links in there um, going over the stuff that we talk about today so that you guys can look it up get your own info I'd be interested to hear what you think too so shoot us an email let us know let us know what you're doing while you listen to us (laughs) so reincarnation basically the the two major religions that believe in reincarnation are hinduism and buddhism uh hinduism the the oldest surviving religion on the planet surviving major religion on the planet and a lot of us grew up or a lot of us have mostly dealt with the monotheistic idea of life is very linear you're you're born you live you die but what these older religions did is they looked a lot at the world they looked a lot at the world around them so when you see the changing of the seasons, death and etc., it becomes very cyclical. It's very it's just like any, just like anything else. It's cyclical, like the changing of the seasons. So they sort of incorporated that into their religion, where you know you would live you would live a life, you would die, and then you would eventually come back to do it again. And a lot of us deal with like I said, the, the monothe the monotheistic religions of Christianity, Judaism, and Islam are all very linear. You live you die and then you face whatever consequences you have eternal afterlife, either in punishment for, you know, the shitty stuff that you did or the, or, or or a positive outcome by going to heaven. So in Hinduism, a lot of it rests on, on what your karma is, the, the, the law of karma, believing that you, you gather good karma, you gather bad karma. And that's where a lot of people sort of get a little bit twisted, like where they want to believe like all karma is good. Like, oh, I want, I want the karma, but there's good and bad karma. You accumulate, you accumulate both. And then when it's all said and done, you know, you can, you can move on to a higher place in, in their caste system, or you have accumulated enough bad karma that you, you go backwards and they believe in this. They believe that when you die, you go to this plane where your karma is judged. And then, then you find out where you're supposed to go the the moksha which is the salvation of this cyclical life is where you're trying to get to uh in hinduism there's also uh, jainism and sikhism uh both of those believe that the the soul accumulates karma as actual uh physical substance i mean the, uh, the jainism does so you're attached to things things hold you back decisions you make things like that so what you're trying to do each time you come back is you're 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 trying to move on to this next path, this next thing. Uh, so, like in Buddhism, Buddhism was established about 2,500 years ago, and it incorporated that Hindu belief of, of reincarnation. They they believe that the the samsara or the cycle of of rebirth is governed by the law of karma. Good good conduct gives you good karma. Bad conduct gives you bad karma. And the Buddhist believes the soul's karma goes between uh, bodies to become a, a, a germ of, of consciousness in the afterlife. Sometimes it's called like the in-between that they punctuate the samsara and it's coming after death and before rebirth. And this is where you get into the, the 49 day thing. Uh, someone will pray for you, uh, hope preferably before you pass away. And then during those 49 days after death, someone's praying for you, trying to help you to move on. And they believe that the spirits that are trapped in this world are folks that They didn't get that. They didn't get those prayers or for whatever reason, they didn't want to, 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 uh, to move along. Also, everybody's heard, everybody's heard of Nirvana, which comes from Buddhism and basically their samsara. Once you're able to free yourself from all the desire of the, of the regular world, you can get out of that cyclical uh, thing and, and move into Nirvana, which is that, you know, perfect spot, you know, that is your paradise. And that's what you find there. So, also, along with these religions, you have to also look back. as it was somewhat incorporated into the Western world. You saw a lot of it. I shouldn't say a lot of it. There was some of it that you found in ancient Greece. Like Orphism uh, was a is a what they call like a mystery religion that came around in the the, the sixth or seventh um, uh, century BCE. Uh, Followed, uh, it was followers uh, studied Orpheus. Uh, He was a musical guy. Uh, They believed in a soul that withstood death and could appear incarnate in human or mammalian form. Uh, Orpheus uh, thought the soul was divine and was imprisoned by the body. And by leading a correct life and abstaining from meat, wine, and sex, a soul could go to Elysium, a paradise after death. So you see those parallels here. Do these things and then you'll reach this paradise. But neither afterlife was eternal and after a time you you get you know you, you would come back and then you everybody's heard of the uh, pythagorean theorem well there was another group uh this the pythagorean brotherhood who used some of the orphic stuff to sort of create its own little mystery religion you know and, and pythagoras was a, a philosopher as well uh he's associated with that brotherhood uh so that you would come back in either a human or an animal's body so again they 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 really went on uh, like vegetarianism so don't eat meat don't eat meat at all because it could be you know your dead uncle you know the, the cow the burger could be your dead uncle that you're biting into there so you want to be a vegan they they basically taught that the the soul was from the stars and it fell to earth and then jordan with a, hu- a human body the the followers combined their religious theorizing with the the study of his astronomy music and um geometry or spythagorean theorem that uh play Plato. Also, uh believed the soul was uh, repeatedly carna- and, uh, reincarnated. Uh, he suspected the seven planetary spheres and an eighth sphere of fixed stars surrounded the earth, and then the vine lay in the eighth sphere, and that uh, the souls came from the pan- planets, descended to earth, united with bodies, and then tried to free themselves and reascend to the stars. So, you have Plato, probably one of the most intelligent men ever, uh, also believed in, in reincarnation. So It leads you. It leads you to believe that maybe there is some science involved, and there is science involved. And you know, you've got, jeez, over a billion people that practice Hinduism and Buddhism, Uh, but it's not widely accepted that you know reincarnation is a thing. Outside of that, the the Western reincarnation, of course, is based on the you know there's this. You've got these deep rooted beliefs in Christianity. I mean, even folks that don't like completely don't believe. Christianity still have these roots of a belief system that's just like grounded in this idea of god etc i mean i can't even i I can't even eliminate myself from that group i mean really if we're being completely honest like we we just touched on it earlier like i said we were going to you know get into this later and here we are it's later that monotheistic view could there be multiple i mean if you look at like the greek gods you had ones that were you know they had their job sort of set out for them like this. Okay. This is what you're, you know, you're the, the, the God of war. You're the, you know, you know what I mean? Is that possible? Sure. I mean, just as much as the, the one dude where the were this, the, or dudette, I should say the one being making this our, uh, experiment that we're going through. So it's, it's really, it's difficult. I think for anyone in our society to, to really grasp onto reincarnation in any any real good sense should to say, because because of those things that hold you, because of those beliefs that are just they're just ingrained in us. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, you'd have to probably grow up, well as you know, Hindu or Buddhist to really believe in those. And then I'm sure there's still questioning there, but then it would be more of a more of an option. So anyway, uh, the division per- of perceptual studies at the University of Virginia uh, studies reincarnation and other. Uh, paranormal stuff so you have you, you've got folks that are actually looking into this and there's a, a, a doctor uh, Dr. Ian Stevenson up until like 2007 when he passed away that was doing this for the, the University of Virginia like this was his thing uh, to look into this and uh, he founded the the division of personality studies uh, under the university's department of Psychia- uh, psychiatry and neurobehavior sciences the lab which later became known as divisional perceptual studies Division of Perceptual Studies, easy for me to say, focuses on examining children who remember former lives, near-death experiences, apparitions, and after-death communications, out-of-body experiences, and deathbed visions. Stevenson's obviously reading from an article here, uh, who often called reincarnation the survival of personality after death, saw the existence of past lives as a potential explanation for differences in the human condition. He believed that past experience plus genetics and the environment could help uh bring about like gender dysphoria other phobias and other explained stuff and basically what he did is he was looking at kids that were like two to five years old that had these unexplained phobias like there was no reason for them to be afraid of things that they were afraid of and sometimes he made startling connections uh, between memories and lives one uh, lebanese boy uh, that he studied was uh, not only knew where a uh, deceased stranger had tied up his dog but also that the, the man had been quarantined in his room and a fact that the family attributed to his pulmonary tuberculosis. So weird stuff like this goes on. And uh, he was testing it. Uh, Stevenson uh, studied 2,500 cases over the course of about four decades and published technical books and articles. He claimed he merely wanted to suggest reincarnation was plausible, not prove it absolutely. Uh, but despite his caveat, his work was largely rejected by the scientific community. Of course it was. I mean, it's the same thing that they're going to do when you tell them that you saw a ghost. Like, where's the evidence? I mean, that's what science is supposed to do. Science is supposed to take in info, analyze it, give you a result. But then at the exact same time, it doesn't stop that research. As more info comes in, you digest it and then you give a result. That's what scientists do. So unless he was able to come across with like hardcore evidence that said, hey, reincarnation is real. I can prove it. Here's how, you know, this guy brought a note back with him from wherever who knows anytime science is faced with anything like that that's what it is and that's the the thing a scientist is never going to question you questioning their science documented facts are what they're going by if you can offer more documented facts to counteract what they've already studied to prove a different result a true scientist a good scientist will give you a new result they're never going to stick their fingers in their ears and not want to move forward with more research or take in, you know, any, any less information at any point in time. So Hinduism and Buddhism both believe in this. And then the karma thing, which I found really interesting, they, I always thought karma was just something good that, you know, you put out there and that you got back, but apparently there's bad karma. The, the, the conceptual hindu idea of karmic law is that you accumulate good karma you accumulate bad karma and then once you pass away you're judged on that okay you've got enough good karma that you can move on or you have enough bad karma that you can't move on i never knew that before I found it super interesting and again we're going i'm going to I'll link you to some of this stuff if you look in the description second uh, section for this podcast you'll have links there where you can go and check this stuff out. And then the fact that Plato believed in it, I mean, discuss, can you picture picture? Plato discussing reincarnation of all things, reincarnation with Aristotle, these two great philosophers. I mean, really Plato, one of the most intelligent men of all time believed that he was going to die and come back, that he was going to die. And whatever he had learned, then, he was going to come back and somehow be able to implement it, die again, and then come back. I just think, I think that's unbelievable. I don't know why I'm so blown away by that. I'm also, you know, it was interesting to read that the guy, uh, uh the, that wrote the Pythagorean theorem wasn't necessarily a deity, but he had his own religion you had to be a vegetarian. I oh, thought that was odd. Orpheus. Maybe it was a matrix reference. Oh, that was Morpheus. Wasn't it? Anyway. Hinduism and Buddhism, there's also some like breakdowns of, of different subsects in these each of these religions, the the Jainism and the Sikhism, which both treat the reincarnation differently. So is this something you believe in? Real letterbox view of it. That's why I'm gonna give you the links. So I want you guys to go and check it out. And I know that I spent most of the show babbling on about other things. We're over an hour in now. I think even after I edit out my ums. We're going to be over an hour. <laughs> yeah, I spent too much time. I had good emails, though. I didn't expect them to run on that long. I had other ghost stories that I was going to slip in at the end because I didn't think we'd go that long. Transmigration, metempsychosis, a couple other things you can Google. Again, the links for everything that I've been covering here today, I'll, I'll, I'll post up the links in the comments of this episode. So whatever app that you're in right now, I know uh, I use uh, the uh, Google podcast app uh, using that there. If I scroll down there in the comments, I can see the links uh, to, to go and check out some stuff that other podcasts do. The dog two houses away is barking. Can you hear it? Hopefully not. Because I'm not editing it out. Ah! Anyway. So that's it. We covered a little bit on reincarnation. Like I said, I want you to go look it up. Look it up for yourself. Like I, I wanted to point you in the right direction of something that you can go look at. Recap of the show real quick. The Bel Air house is in Ohio. We need to get the, the girls back in the studio. I completely understand. Uh, the media is still manipulating us. Think on that do your research on it google the the six media companies right now they're controlling they're controlling what you what you digest as far as news goes and then reincarnation is it real is it fake who knows it's another one of those religious things although i mean you you have something i mean the oldest religion in the world it, it believes in it and does it and as a as a with the monotheistic real religions the big 3 do you think they leave out reincarnation because They don't want anyone thinking they're going to get another chance. Is that possible? Can you guys hear the dog barking? (laughs) Do you think, do you think that they, I don't know. I didn't, that didn't occur to me until right now, like that. Maybe that's another manipulation tactic. Not necessarily that the guys that wrote the book or or, are in charge knew it, but they wanted to eliminate the possibility. To be able to lock people down further into the, into their morals. I mean, we've talked about it before. I mean, I'm a firm believer that people, people want to be good, but at the core of it, everyone is jealous and greedy and worried about themselves. But if you operate in that manner, obviously you're not going to operate in in concert with what those books say. So maybe the guys that wrote, maybe the guys that wrote the Bible and the Quran specifically left out reincarnation because they don't want anybody to believe that you get a second chance. Oh, huh. That's something I need to look up. Just thinking out loud as you drive home from work. Okay. Over an hour in or damn near it. Once the edits get done, I thank you very much for listening. Be good this week. Uh, Have a fantastic week. You'll hear from us next week. Uh, Be safe. Be happy. Be healthy. Do something nice for someone. Wherever you get your news, try to get it one other place this week and see how it changes your worldview. Find out whether reincarnation is real. Let me know. I'm going to be doing my own research. yeah i kind of blew my own mind there Hmm. anyway be safe be happy be healthy have a fantastic week do something nice for someone spread smiles and until next time stay weird everybody